This is some bullshit. I mean, seriously, just fucking with this... Uh, okay, well... Hello there, this is Zahn. Due to certain financial constraints and also issues with fucking stupid Podbean, I am done. Finished. Kaput. This is the end. This is done. Podcast is over. I know I said I'd get up to 100, but fuck it. I'm done. It's just... Wait. I just fucking can't deal with this right now. I really can't because it's just so much shit's going on. It's fucking... I'm sorry, guys. I know I promised you, but looks like I'm going to have to fucking break this promise. So, this is episode 96. Zan's done. That's it. Fuck this podcast. There's nothing else I really can fucking do. It's just, I'm done. I'm really done. It's too fucking stressed out. And, well, honestly, my numbers haven't been that great, and people have been just freaking douchey to me. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. So, I apologize, guys. I know you've been listening for a long time, but I'm sorry. There's nothing I can fucking do. I'm sorry, guys. That's it. I'm fucking done.
The killer awoke before dawn. He put his boots on. He took a face from the ancient gallery and he walked on down the hall. He went into the room where his sister lived and then he paid a visit to his brother and then he 
Now, did you guys really think I was going to give up this podcast? April Fools. So, this is episode 96, and before we get started, we this episode will be containing adult fucking language, mature situations, inheritances, a cannabis with low IQs and huge breastuses, fan service, an otaku brother, made guys, and made guy eyes. Listener discretion is advised. Now, for those of you who have stayed besides the end music, as you could probably guess, this is... Another episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. For those who don't know, Sparkin' decide that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I review one or two manga, depending on the situation, and give you some insight on it on if the manga is even worth reading or not. That way you don't go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool and it sucks. I do all the dirty work for you, you don't have to read anything I say, but it doesn't hurt to listen and I'm free. You can check out the podcast at http colon slash slash com. You can email me, sparkin at gmail.com. You could also simply just send me a link as to where you want to go at Spirekin under Twitter and also if you are really interested and you have Xbox Live, check me out at Zan Space Spirekin. Also, before I forget, you can leave me a voicemail at 206-350-8462. That again is 206-350-8462. I'll play it on air if you leave me a message. Also, one other thing, the Create a Logo Contest is still going on. That is going to be in 23 days, April 23rd, and yes, that's it. So, without further ado, let's get in with the review for this week. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun the Wheel of Manga and dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a cool series, an interesting series, a very unique series. Well, what am I reviewing? Kamen no Maid Guy by Muroboro Akai. And this series is, well, what the fuck? It is a... Action comedy ecchi shonen series came out in 2004, still coming out, and there is a TV series, which is very strange and unusual. So let's get in the thick of what Common No Maid Guy is about. Now, first off, the fact that it's Common No Maid, you're probably like, okay, it's about a guy who's in a common costume, right? Not exactly. So it opens up with our main character, Naika Fujiwara, and she is a very big boob girl who's part of the Kendo Club, and she just won a huge competition. And she's happy, and it's like, oh, you won, you beat the, you won the tournament. And as she's celebrating, you see two figures on top of the building watching her saying, There is my master. And now we are introduced to the maid guy. And when you see the maid guy, you pretty much are like, What the fuck? Because imagine your stereotypical villain from any big video game series who's tall and scary with claw fingers and evil eyes. And he's wearing a mask and he's wearing a maid costume. I did not just say that wrong. Not a butler costume a maid costume, so he has a skirt and the frilly dress, and it just looks really fucking disturbing, and what the fuck? And next to him is his very big-boobed 
pretty girl, and she is another maid too. And their job is they are the hidden maids of Miss Fujiwara. And so, as they're watching, they're saying we have to protect her and make sure that she's safe and happy. And you see this little kid walk up to Nika and say, "Hey, would you like some water?" And the maid guy, like, there might be poison in that water. Throws a knife, hits the water, it flies across the room. Then a bunch of people show up saying, Hey, Nika, can we get an autograph? Can we get an autograph? Suddenly the guys start falling over, going, What's wrong? Ah! And they see little darts in their neck. And you see the female maid with a blow dart saying, Men who are coming close to her may be assassins. And as they're watching her, they say, Well, Miss Fujiwara, even though you don't know we are here right now, even if you say no, we have to make sure that you safely turn 18. That is our duty undergo our services and because of all the accidents happening turns out that the tournament was cancelled and Fujiwara's team has been disqualified and Naika's very depressed since Naika's class has pretty much been disqualified because of the whole incident involving the knives and the explosions they're pretty much done and so she get, takes a bath and gets ready to kind of clean up, and here we go. And as she's in the shower, the big scary dude appears in the bathroom, in the locker room, and he's like, hmm. Starts looking through her underwear, and he's like, there's a problem here. And so, he sees to pull out a bra, and he puts it in the bag. And then, as he's putting the bag, girls from the team come out, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> disappears. So, knock on her friends, are like, what the fuck, what was that? And it's like, your your bag's open. Was there was there a pervert here, a hentai? And they go, and Naka looks in. She sees another bra, a clean bra. And she's like, "What? Why are there two bras in my?" Oh well. And she's looking at the two bras, and she says, puts the new one down, and she proceeds to put on her bra. No problem. She's set, ready to go. And so later on, she's going home, and outside of her house is a limousine kind of cool. And as she's sitting there, this guy comes out and says, your grandfather would like to see you, Miss Fujiwara. And she's like, okay. Goes in the car. Apparently, her grandfather, Zenjuro Fujiwara, is really fucking rich. Like, super rich. Super guy rich. And he has a huge mansion and everything, and his two grandchildren, Naika, the main character, and her little brother, this really fat otaku named Kosuki, are living on their own because their parents have disappeared. We don't know why. Um, apparently later on you found that they kind of disappeared and no one knows what happened to them. So this leaves Naika and Kosuki as his only living heirs at this point. So, without further ado, what happens is that he's talking to them and saying, why don't you come live with me? Everything will be fine. I don't like the fact that you're living alone and I love you so much and I want you, you children to be with me and be happy. And Naka's like, no, we promised Mom and Dad we'd live at home until they got back, and we're doing just fine. Really, everything's all good, the house is clean, and everything's just pretty and wonderful. And Zenjiro's like, really, Naika? Okay, let's go there. And Naika's like, what? You want to go there now? And Zenjiro's like, well, you're taking care of yourself, right? So they all hop in the limousine, drive back, and go to the house, and we get the first picture of the Fujiwara residence. Now, there's many words I could use to describe this home, but I think that the simplest way would be it is a fucking dump. I mean, nice house, don't get me wrong, but it is filled with garbage galore. 
there's shit everywhere. There's beer cans, not beer cans, but regular cans. There's trash bags, probably dirty laundry, dirty food. It's probably a sentient being. Who knows? I mean, when you first see it, it's like, what? And Zinjiro's like, really? So do you want to rethink your statement and tell me how you guys are living? And Naika's like, well, we're fine, really? And Zinjiro's like, this house was on the news as the trash kingdom of this prefecture. And Naika's like, well, they, they won't know it's us. I mean, look, our, our name plate, it's covered by the garbage, so they can't see it's us. We're not bringing any disrespect to you, Grandpa. It's like, well, this isn't working out. So, I've got you a maid. Snaps his fingers, and who pops out, but the young girl who was on the top of the building, Fubuki. He's like, this is Fubuki. She's going to be your maid from now on. And Kasuki, her little brother, is like, she's so pretty. She's really going to help us out. And I forgot to tell you that Kasuki, besides the fact he's an otaku, he's a huge fan of ergo maid games. So, you know, he's being really perverted and he wants to do things to this maid. And, well, she's older than him and he's kind of hot for her. But Kasuki walks in the room disappears for a minute. So she walks in the door and they're like, but the place is destroyed. And about a minute later, Fubuki goes, you can come in now. And as they walk in the entranceway, pristine, clean. Perfectly clean. And Kasuki's like, oh my god, we have floors! I didn't know we had wood floors. I thought we had carpet. That's pretty fucked up, the fact that that's that dirty where you can't tell what the fucking floor is. So, he's very happy and very pleased. Well, Nika's like, well, this is garbage. I don't want some pretty maid that Kasuki's gonna be hitting on and whatnot. And Zajiro's like, well, I thought about you too, granddaughter, and I know that you love the ancient past, and I had worked very hard to find the perfect maid for you, and I have. Claps his hands together, and this huge, just monolith of a man, who I explained earlier, shows up holding a bunch of garbage in cages, saying, because of all the garbage in this house, all these animals are getting inside, so I've had to clean up and make things better. Well then, once again, pleased to meet you, Master. My name is Kagarashi. Starting today, I, the maid guide Kagarashi, will serve you. <laughs> so how may I serve you, Master? <laughs> and Naika's like, What? Grandpa, who is this person? Who is this evil man? And Grandpa's like, He's a maid that fits your preferences, right? Since I've done this research, you should love him. And... Kagarashi's like, To choose me, master, you must have much courage. You have my interests. From good morning until tonight, I will serve you precisely, so prepare yourself. And Naka's like, I don't want him! I don't want him! I'm begging you! Please! Please! He's gonna rape me and hurt me! And Kagarashi grabs her and says, You should give up this bluff, master. And using his fingers, he proceeds to rip open her clothes with his thick, like, claw-like nails. She's naked. And he's like, and grabs her bra. And he's like, for example, this underwear. Most likely you think you washed it, but it was not enough. And she's like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's like, the way the cloth is damaged, the smell, the dirt. There is no punchline not to this joke. This is not laundry. Do you think Paris could fool my eyes, you foolish master? First of all, you thought this indicated that you finally washed it. You f expressly put in the path of filth. What is the meaning of this? Do you have a smell fetish? Let me say this now. But I have no intention of accompanying you in your horrible hobbies. I will wash this too, so hurry up and strip, you filthy master. 
after a minute of just kind of being shocked at what this guy is saying, you see her just start to kind of, well, she flips out, says, Get the fuck out of my house! Knocks him clean out. And Zanjiro's like, Well, they're for you. These are your maids. You have to deal with them. Work it out. So, now we have the family situation of being... So we have these just very fucked up and strange characters who are now the maids of these two kids. And we find out the reason why they're actually hired isn't because of the fact that they need maids. Well, they knew need maids because these kids don't know what the fuck they're doing. But the fact is that when Nika becomes 18 years old, which is when they give you a countdown at the end of every chapter, this many days until she's 18 years old, she will inherit her grandfather's fortune as leader of the Zaibatsu. The problem, though, is that because she's the current heir and her parents are dead, people are gunning for her to take her out so they can get control of the company. And because of that, the two maids are designed to be her bodyguards. And they are freaking insanely kick-ass. Like, you have big scary dude Kagarashi who is, well, he is the fucking man. I mean, besides the fact he looks insanely creepy with his huge sharp teeth and his glowing eyes and his just very sinister laugh, and the fact that everyone thinks he's a demon, he's very good at his job. I mean, he does really stupid things and he really needs to learn a lot of his basic sense, but he really beats the shit up people. He's got all these cool, very slick abilities. Like the fact that he could actually connect a USB to his brain to a printer and print stuff out. And the fact he's a professor at MIT, which you discover. And while he does have a lot of very bad issues, including the fact that he has no regard whatsoever for personal space or decency, he's not really a pervert. He's just kind of a force of nature, you could say, like Violence Jack. And Fubuki is your stereotypical maid, but she's also Kagarashi's boss. So she constantly will beat him up, throw things at him, knock him out, use a whistle, which is like a, a dog whistle, on Kagarashi, which causes him to seize up and freak out. Very funny scene. So... Either way, it's a very dramatic and odd series. Really fucking odd. What makes the series awesome is the fact that Kagarashi is batshit crazy, and he's just... Every time you think he's not going to do something worse, he's going to get worse. In the second volume, well, second chapter, what happens is that Naika is getting a love letter. She got a love letter, and she's been kind of traumatized, because the first time she ever got a love letter, she cooked this food shrimp for the guy that she was in love with and who showed up and said, I made you uh, a bento. And as the guy ate the bento, he got food poisoning because she didn't know how to cook. So that's why Nika is very, well, besides the fact she has big boobs, she's very masculine in her personality. She's very sundry. She's abusive. She's mean. She's independent, stubborn, not very bright. And she constantly speaks her mind, even if there's bad repercussions to what she says. And what happens is, she says, Oh, I don't need romance, I'm just going to be like a samurai. But yet, she still wants to be a girl. Like the fact when she gets the love letter, she's very, Oh my god, I got a love letter. And so, Kagarashi, watching this, says, I'll help her out. And he gets a book, pretty much, which is 
advice to a young adult for dummies. And he's reading it, and since she's kind of freaking out, he proceeds to help her in a very sick way, because when she, after school, she goes to meet the person who sent her the letter, and we see it's this very cute girl. Obviously a lesbian girl who's in love and in lust with Nika. And as Nika's like, I'm not going to deal with this, suddenly Kagarashi snaps his fingers and the ground caves in underneath them. He's like, you will not be running away from this. You need to learn about love and I, you won't be afraid, my master. I will help you. And it's just very awkward because she's like, what are you doing, Kagarashi? Why is there a bed over there? Uh, he's very well-meaning, but I think he's a moron. But it makes it kind of funny. Now, this series is fan service filled. Lots of boob shots, lots of ass shots. Mainly it's having to do with the fact that Nika has huge tits. Huge tits, and she's very attractive. And we see all these little things going on. Also, the whole Kasuki's obsession with Arrow Girls and all his pictures and the panties. And, well, suffice to say, series is very fucking confusing and odd and weird and honestly the fact that Kagarashi is so what the fuck is what saves the manga otherwise it would really really just suck so because of that I have to give this series which has a very unique art style and I heard the TV series is much better a gift from your crazy aunt well not even a gift from your crazy aunt Muriel I will bump it up fuck it this was a Borrow from a friend and don't return less offer Pocky because it is so fucking batshit crazy and so weird and just so out there. I mean, you wouldn't expect this to be a good series because it's just strange because the fact the main character is essentially a crossdresser. The main protagonist is this huge crossdressing scary man, yet he does all this really cool shit. I mean, yes, he does perverted things like the fact that he spends an entire chapter trying to get a hold of all of. Nika's underwear because they were stolen and he gets like half of them and he's missing one and he becomes obsessed with finding them and he does really stupid things but he's still fucking cool. I know this is not the best review I've ever done nor is it the longest but I'm trying to do it quick and also I am a little bit angsty because things are kind of stressed out right now and well I'm half asleep to be honest with you but either way so that's all I can say about this episode about this well manga, so <sighs> let's get on with it. Since I have to keep up the pre premise of this being a quick episode, because it is the April Fool's episode, let's get right on to it. So I'm talking about, let's get to the part where you've all been waiting for. When am I speaking? I'm talking about the one, the only, the, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I have selected 10 manga and I've put one in each slot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga, whatever name of the lands of the next one reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 97, which is the beginning of our theme month. Yes, we're doing another theme month, and this theme month is going to be video games. So video game-based manga. So that should be always fun because most video game manga suck. But let's see what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. Number five, and number five is going to be Rockman.exe. Kind of cool. So I'll be reading one based off of a Game Boy Advance game. That's gonna be a lot of fun. And also, if you listen to the next episode, there might be a little bit of a guest host. We'll see. So without further ado, 
I'm your host, Zahn, and I am Gonsville. Oh, see you next time.